is going on with Jonathan Taylor and the Indianapolis Colts. We'll try to explain in the next 10 minutes and give you advice for how to handle it in fantasy football. Hayden, is the best way to discuss this like through a timeline? Let's do it. Let's do the timeline. Okay. July 25th, Indianapolis Colts camp opens and Jonathan Taylor is placed on the pup list. That was due, we thought, to off-season ankle surgery last January. But many reports potentially since have said that he should be healed from that ankle surgery at that time. Even Jim Ursay before that date in the interview said that Jonathan Taylor was, quote, healed up. And then Jonathan Taylor was surprised that he was placed on the pup list. And that was kind of leading into the public uh, debates going between the Colts and Jonathan Taylor. The difference between the pup list is that that's an injury that you sustained at the facility. The NFI list is what the Colts are threatening because Jonathan Taylor was working out with his own representatives out in Arizona, and he apparently injured his back. When he injured his back, he went to the the uh, physical for training camp and failed the physical. That's why he's on the pup list right now. And that's why the Colts are possibly threatening uh, with this NFI list. Most NFL teams don't really care if you had a little injury in offseason training camp or your own offseason. Sure, that's fine. It's part of football. They want your players working out. But in a situation like this, it is technically against the CBA. And a lot of this debate to me comes back to what was bargained in the CBA. That's going to be the only thing that truly matters in this situation. Missed OTAs better in minicamp because of that pop list. Then next day, July 26th, Jim Mersey has his typical unhinged tweets um, where he the conversation at the time, obviously surrounding Saquon Barkley, J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor's throwing his hat in the mix of hypothesizing what teams the NFL at large can do to, in these running backs' eyes, give them what the contracts, the salaries that they feel that they have earned. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, We've seen theories of, hey, section off the side of the salary cap just for this position. So they are treated, quote unquote, fairly. And Jim Mercer is basically responding to this saying, hey, we've negotiated a CBA just a couple of years ago. We can't go back and retroactively change this. We gave you things. You give us this. This is how it is. We move on. Yeah, this has been his stance. I'm going to take advantage of what we negotiated. The players got more money. They kept the franchise tag. That's part of the negotiations. And Jim Mercer wants to use whatever's in the CBA. And for Jonathan Taylor, that means in the CBA that you can sign a long-term extension after your third offseason. So now we're in the fourth offseason for Jonathan Taylor last year of his rookie contract. He technically can get an extension. Zeke Elliott got that big extension this offseason during his contract. Since then, though, all the running back contracts have looked pretty bad for the most part. Just to recap this offseason, Aaron Jones takes a pay cut. Joe Mixon took a big pay cut. Zeke Elliott on that massive contract. He gets released. Dalvin Cook released. He Dalvin Cook just went to the Jets. Apparently, it was the greatest uh, team meeting, all that stuff. The, chan- the, the fans were chanting. No he walks away without a contract. So, like, it's just a different And Saquon Barkley just gets $1 million extra. And that's the big key. So for Jonathan Taylor in the Colts right now, the Colts are saying, well, we have you for this year for $5 million. Then next year, you'll be on the franchise tag, which is give or take about $10 million. And then there's a second franchise tag, which would probably be around $12 million. That's what Jim Irsay wants to pay Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor wants $15 million or whatever uh, beyond per year. per year for that. But Saquon Barkley, in the same exact situation, got $1 million more in incentives. And the only reason why he probably got those incentives on this franchise tag is because he actually went out there 
on day one of training camp and wanted to play. That does not seem like what the Jonathan Taylor situation is. So to me, Jonathan Taylor can only be asking for so much more beyond what the franchise tags are going to be. That's very unfair for Jonathan Taylor, but that's what Jim Irsay is saying here. And at the end of the day, the leverage right now to me belongs to the Colts and this threatening of the, of the NFI list is a, basically an indicator of how bad this relationship truly is. Stephen Holder of ESPN has kept reminding us over and over again that this is not a good relationship. We see his own agent attacking Ursay. Ursay is making public comments. You don't really see this very often. Nope. And I think it's going to be very hard to actually bridge this gap. But the problem is with Jonathan Taylor is he just doesn't have that many options. To me, the best option for Jonathan Taylor that he's trying right now is to request a trade. That's just going to be a little bit difficult to pull off. All right, let's dive into that timeline because just a few days later, Jim Ursay, Jonathan Taylor speak for about an hour on his bus during training camp that Jonathan Taylor is attending but not participating in. Then he has that quote afterwards saying, hey, if I pass away, if Jonathan Taylor is no longer <laughs> in the NFL, life goes on, so on and so forth. I'm sure that did not go over well, just not only with Jonathan Taylor, but also the locker room at large, because this is a guy who yeah. has done many things well and has helped this team have whatever level of success they've had over the last three seasons. Immediately after that meeting, it comes out nationally through, I believe, Ian Rappaport that Jonathan Taylor has requested a trade. To your point, Stephen Holder, who is on top of this entire thing mm -hmm. for the last week or two, said that that trade request didn't happen in that meeting on the bus. It actually happened days in advance and days before anything went public. So it comes back to this is not a trade request based on anything that Jim Mersey is saying, based on anything that is being dueled out publicly. It's all about probably wanting $16 million per season. And why is that number significant? Well, it's exactly what Christian McCaffrey is making. It's above Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb per year. And those contracts just aren't given out on yep. an annual basis right now anymore. Maybe Maokikawa, his new agent that he got after the NFL draft. And if you read into it, Jonathan Taylor's, you know, word usage to the public, to local reporters has kind of shifted during that time where he's saying, yeah, of course, I want to retire an Indianapolis Colts. But I also understand when and why players request trades because they're not getting what they are valued. Have you ever been on vacation after a long day of activities or sightseeing? You have a night in room service, bathrobes and television or movies. And when you're in a foreign country, you scroll Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service you have. And you realize that the library of content there is so much larger than it is in the United States. You start a new show, a new series, and when you get back home, you realize you now have to find that on a different service or pay for it in a different way. That is where Surfshark comes in. It's a VPN service that lets you virtually travel the world with a tap of a finger. You can go to Spain, Canada, Costa Rica to watch the content available in those countries. So you can try Surfshark today, totally risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deals underdog or enter promo code underdog for three extra months for free. You heard me right. Three extra months for free. That is surfshark.deals underdog. Final point. And I think what this is all culminating to. So many of you in fantasy football out there were burned a few years ago with Le'Veon Bell sitting out the entire season. That simply cannot happen 
in the CBA anymore because it has changed. The leverage is now totally in the team's hands in terms of holdouts and not for the players because they have to play and be active for a certain amount of time to accrue another season. So basically, Jonathan Taylor will be furthering screwing himself by sitting out the season. And so he will play this season is the mm-hmm. name brand headline of this group. There just might be some sticky situations in order to get there. I completely agree with that needs to accrue that season. That's the CBA that Jim Ursay is taking advantage of right here. And then with the NFI list, if the Colts do slap the NFI list on Jonathan Taylor, arguing that his back injury was sustained away from Colts facilities, that would also keep Jonathan Taylor's 2023 money at risk at as well. So there Ursay is saying, Jonathan Taylor, you want to play this out publicly. You and your agent want to talk out publicly here's the cba go read that because you really don't have that many options right now apparently uh, uh jim ursay would be seeking an early round draft pick for a trade but he also publicly said we will not trade jonathan taylor that is a certainty not now or not in october that is the bottom line so they're both both parties are really holding out the thing that i can see jonathan taylor trying to do is see if this ankle injury lingers around a little bit he can't uh, do this for too long and he is at risk there is some language that if you get kind of caught doing this that all of a sudden your season would not accrue and that's Which a, other that's teams a... have done in the past you know like players mm-hmm. have had hold ends where they are on lists but it hasn't turned into this of a public nature before where yes. the spotlight is shown on it because it's basically bending the rules and teams are kind of doing a favor to you. Mm-hmm. It only goes so far mm-hmm. that teams are willing to do a favor for you when you don't want to be there and you're requesting $16 million. Yep. And publicly and privately, you've requested a trade. So my my prediction is the most likely outcome is he's going to be mad in training camp. He's going to have to show up to games. There could be a situation in the season where all of a sudden that injury that he typically would be playing through, he's not playing through. So that's the risk in fantasy and why his ADP is going to drop on underdog right now. But at the same time, there's a chance that he could get traded. And the, the interesting part about this, and it's very ironic, is if he does get traded, his team situation for fantasy purposes would be significantly better. So I haven't been drafting Jonathan Taylor at all. I didn't necessarily see this coming to this extent. But in the third round, I'll be chasing his upside. Because if a trade does happen, like let's say the Bills or something like that come calling the Chiefs, all of a sudden you can have Jonathan Taylor, who'd be like a consensus first-round talent because he doesn't have to be dealing with Anthony Richardson in fantasy. So very complicated issue. But read the CBA. Understand the CBA. You can't do anything right now. That's just the state of the position. Yeah. Again, now many of you were snake-bitten by Le'Veon Bell a few seasons ago. That course of action simply cannot happen anymore if a player wants to hit free agency in the future or wants to make money. Yep. The owner saw that situation and said, hey, this might happen in the future. We cannot let it happen again. Okay, as you said, John Taylor right now being drafted as a 20th overall player, the running back six overall. I'm sure many drafts in the last 24, 48 hours have seen Jonathan Taylor drop to, I don't know, the 34th overall pick Mm -hmm. right around probably where Josh Jacobs is, who is also holding in and not participating. Um, It is quite ironic in some ways that we loved all of these round two and round three running back values. And now many of these running back two or round two running back uh, values are uh, not as crystal clear as we thought they would be, but your point, but your point makes a note where it might be even better. And why would it be better? Why would it be better? Just because of he would have one 
potentially being a better offense, but to not share the short yardage inside mm-hmm. the five, inside the 10 yard work with his quarterback. Yep. And probably a couple more receptions per game, but also the team that's trading for him, the most likely team would be a contending team that doesn't have a star running back. Those teams pretty good. I did want to bring this quote up from John the Taylor end on this because he is denying that he has ever reported any back pain or had any back pain. And he says, not sure who quote the sources are, but find new ones. JT, I hate to bring this to you, but the sources are from within the team. It's not the media's fault. It is the team relaying this information because they want to be public of, hey, this is going to happen mm-hmm. if nothing is true. So it's not necessarily reporters and their sourcing. It is the team that you are currently employed by. And that is who is releasing this information for a specific reason. I feel for these running backs right now. Yeah, it sucks. We 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 can't go on for another 10 minutes, but, and I hate to dwindle it down to just this point, but you see like Cole Komet making that much money to be like an average tight end because his team still probably has to spend another $15 million to get to the league minimum for salary cap. And then people like Jonathan Taylor, Mm -hmm. Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley can't get a new contract. I love watching these guys play and I just don't know. I am not smart enough. Do not have the understanding to to know what their next step should be in this case. Yeah, the franchise tag formula it literally takes the top contracts at the position to base the con- the franchise tag, and because the franchise tag exists, the running backs don't get their long term contracts. So it's like this cycle that's going to keep going. So this video will apply to future running backs. This will not be the the last running back that will be in this position. Expect this to happen until the next CBA, and hopefully. The Players Association actually addresses this issue. Final note, keep drafting Jonathan Taylor. In fact, maybe draft more of Jonathan Taylor. I am. By the dip. By the dip. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Just a quick explainer because that will definitely shape many of your fancy drafts, many of your keeper leagues potentially with him being a top two round pick. All right. Up the bill. We'll talk to you guys next time. See ya.